everybody. You listen to new episodes, you know the new theme song. Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Millie Walk Talk Podcast. I am your host, Armani, and as always, this is a podcast created by a Christian millennial for Christian millennials to bring about purpose, healing, and guidance through transparent and authentic conversations. As always, the goal here is to make and keep Jesus cool and to, to give millennials a platform to help us just navigate through life as a Christian millennial. Y'all know this life is not easy, but it's so worth it. And um, yeah, so we're going to get right on into it. Y'all know we're going to jump right into Millie Moments. If you do not already know what a Millie Moment is, a Millie Moment is just a moment that um, being obedient to the Holy Spirit um, was going against the grain for you, something that looked different from what your peers would normally do or something that looked different from um, what you would normally do for yourself, like your normal patterns and behaviors. So, Ash, do you want to start or you want me to start? Um, I can start because I kind of touched on this a little bit, I guess, yesterday on on my little story. So, I would say that my Millie moment for the week would probably be definitely geared towards um, how I'm dealing with the pandemic, I guess, because as people know, I got a side hustle. Like, I teach, but I'm also, I also do Instacart. And I'm still getting paid, of course, for my teaching job. But for Instacart, I normally use that money to pay rent or whatever. And it literally hit a year, um, about six or so days ago something like that I made a year of living on my own and I had to pay my rent and you know things went up like I had to pay a new fee for this new fee for that new fee for that and I did Instacart for that and on my very last day of doing Instacart it was like probably last Saturday something like that and something just like the customers I had were kind of not necessarily being the most hospitable, I guess you want to say, like a lack of better words, like they were, they didn't want to be considerate, essentially, just to the fact that I felt like I'm out here in the streets doing stuff for y'all. Like I'm doing it. Yes, I definitely need the money, but if I can help, I can help. So it was part of me trying to like also be helpful. So against the grain for me, for my money moment would be the fact that I made a decision that my health and my trust in God came first. So it was like. I was always definitely being cautious, but it was like, don't get twisted. Like, I'm not scared. I'm not, like, fearful that I'm going to go out and grocery store and catch Rona. Like, it's nothing like that. But it's just like, honestly, if God took care of it for 12 months and I didn't know each month how it was going to happen, one step for me initially was not working definitely on Sundays. But then it was like, it's your time to rest. Like, chill out. You're still, I'm still doing stuff for, like, my regular job. But really, it was me saying that, God, we got it. So, I don't know how. I don't know where it's going to come from. But at the first of the month, again, in May, my rent going to get paid. So, I'm at home. And I'm not out in these streets. Yeah, you had it, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, so my Millie moment is of course centered around this pandemic too. And um I I will say that I've gotten to a point in my faith that I'm very cognizant of how I treat people and um even if my reactions aren't really the most godly in that moment, I know and I immediately apologize either apologize to the person or I just ask Lord to forgive me because I am a very 
sometimes irritable person. And um, lately, I still have to go to work. I'm an essential employee, so I still have to report into my office. And this situation, to make a long story short, my supervisors haven't really been too considerate about our health and our family's health and everything else. And I do live with my grandparents, so of course they're kind of like, they don't have the uh, they don't have the worst immune systems, but they don't have the best ones either. And then, of course, I have a child. So I'm not trying to get corona at all. Like I she said, I'm not scared. But I would appreciate my job just being considerate of our families and everything. And then the reason that we can't work from home is very, like, petty at that. So my attitude, nonetheless, has been just – I've just been very irritable these last couple of days because I'm just tired of going to work. I want to work from home and all those other things. But I've been really cognizant about – um how I'm treating people in this time. Because, again, like, you don't know what people are going through, like, pandemic or no pandemic. And I don't want to, like, most of the people that I encounter, it's totally not their fault that I still have to go to work. It's not their fault that I'm still tired when I get home. And I don't want to take that out on them. So, so yeah, so my Millie moment is really just um, being super, super cognizant of how I'm treating people and everything else. Um, we're going to jump right into it. It's a holy weekend. Um, I'm feeling, despite me being very drained physically, I'm feeling amazing spiritually. Like, mentally, I'm a little drained too, but the weight of this weekend has really been carrying me through. Of course, like, like I said earlier, it's, this is just a, a weird time. Like, I mean, clearly these are times that we've never seen before, like, Nobody on earth right now can ever say that they've experienced a pandemic. And a hundred year old aunt can say she has. And um, I think that we're a lot of people like, and I'm not really actually, no, to a certain extent, I do be like with the the little conspiracy theories and stuff, but not really. (laughs) And this time, I really do think that um, that Jesus is really just trying to give the world a wake up call and. Granted, I didn't think... I was one of those people who was like, this is not going to last long. <laughs> and clearly, we're a month in and it's still happening. So, I mean, it is what it is. And I can say that initially, the thought of spending Easter at home, like... And if... And I can speak for my sister, too. I don't know I don't know if I told y'all. This is my sister. Most people on Facebook probably know that. But people on my... Like, this is my podcast Instagram. This is my sister. This is my twin sister. But, um, yeah, like... If both of us, we spend pretty much, well, we are at church every Sunday. If we're not at church on a Sunday, it's something like serious. Like died or something. And no, actually. Well, well no, that's no. not true because we yeah. said church on Sunday. My dad too. Never mind. <laughs> no. Never mind. But it's something like there's a reason why we're, like yeah. a real reason why we're not at church. And yeah, when I say fact. we go to church, like we serve too. So we're literally at church all day sometimes we're there from like maybe 9 30 to 3 o'clock some days so the feeling of like being at home on easter has really just been making me very sad even at home on sundays has been throwing me through a loop yeah it's so well weird. at first I, it was it was feeling good because it was like a little no it was like a, a woosah yeah it was a woosah but, but now it's like dead yeah, now i'm like oh wow i want to go to church like mm-hmm. I, just be there i i mean clearly if people spend that much time at church i would hope that they enjoy being there but mm-hmm. like i really do First off, most of my close friends go to my church. So I like being at church. I love being at church. And my spirit has just been very down like this past week, just realizing that we weren't going to spend Easter at church. And not even like, because I don't want nobody jumping in my comments like, oh, we are the church. I know that. <laughs> I'm saying like, 
not being in, and I love my church. So not being in that building, like worshiping, like as a church family, kind of like, especially Easter, it go down at our church on Easter. It's lit. It's a party. It's a whole party. So I was a little sad at first. And then for Easter, I always watch um, some sort of play or like First Baptist normally does a play. So I normally go to that every year. But, of course, I mean, well, they did stream it online, so that was cool, too. But we have to watch everything online, and my mood's just been down. And yeah, something, like, great. I've just, since I had to go back, because I work, I'm rambling today, y'all, too. I haven't recorded for a podcast in a really long time. <laughs> but um, when I went back to work, like, I had started just listening to podcasts and, like, YouTubes and been watching sermons and stuff. Just keep my spirits high throughout, like, my shifts or whatever. And um, I don't know, like, I was doing my devotional at my desk and something just hit like I mean like clearly Jesus really just dropped something in my spirit in that moment it was just a feeling of relief one I think that he's been a and I've been a little distracted I will admit during this quarantine so I probably haven't been as consistent in my word as I should be so the the fact that I was like at my desk in my word really concentrating on like getting into um a posture of worship, like just through reading my word, God was really like, "All right, sis, like you you've been slacking on your reading, so I'm I'm happy to see that. But now I'm gonna make you feel better, like I'm gonna cheer you up, and that's literally what he did. And I've been like on a spiritual high for the last couple of days, and people a lot of people reached out to me about doing an Easter episode, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't been recording." And then Jesus was like, "Oh, you're gonna record today, and you're gonna do it live." So, um. <laughs> Yeah, like, we're, this episode is really just to see, like, how's everybody else feeling about um, Easter. Yeah, we know that this, like, this is a holy weekend. This is a, a big weekend. This is the weekend that separates us from the rest of the world. One, Resurrection yes, Sunday excited. is probably my favorite. I mean, Christian day, whatever, like, whatever Monument you want to call it. Day, yeah, that, like, this is just my favorite. <laughs> like, what do you call it? Yeah, kicked off. Good Friday, watch Passion of Christ at work, listen to a few sermons. And I was, luckily, I've been working by, by myself because I was in my office falling. You've ever seen Passion of the Christ? You know, it's a very um, gruesome, to say the least. I mean, what what they did to, to, to our, uh, our father was, was gruesome. But it's, it's a very graphic, shall I say, movie. And I shouldn't have watched it at work, but I... I don't want to say I love that movie because it's not really pleasant to see, but it's definitely a humble reminder that mm-hmm. to to Back. to get to this day, like Jesus literally went through a lot. Like the man that knew no sin, that had never done any wrong, took he like he took a lot to to just for us, for little old me that still mm-hmm. is out here like and let me say this. I am a super emotional person. Easter makes me really emotional. So if I cry, just ignore it, y'all. I'm just just out. in it it's okay so yeah Been so just to shouldn't have did it at work but really good and then today um have you ever heard of sight and sound um the theater they they gave a free um they let you watch their jesus play for free and still like of course that is more of a theater like broadway type of thing amazing and i've never seen it i've never seen that one before i've seen other ones before but i've never seen that one and it was really, really good. Like, really good. Again, at my desk, weeping. <laughs> weeping, y'all. <laughs> but um, pretty much, we're just going to get into the, the reason why we're celebrating this day and why we're thankful. And just this is going to be a little bit of, like, of a testimonial thing. Like, 
So if y'all have something y'all want to say, comment it. I'm going to try to keep up with the comments between me and my sister. We'll keep up with the comments. But so Ashley was sharing something with her friend. And this is this is kind of where Jesus like hit the nail on the head from. He was like, no, nah, Armani, you going live. And I was okay. like, I got to go live with my sister because I was literally at home. She was at her house. And I'm watching my live and I, I'm watching her her story and I'm crying. Like, Son, I was bawling, y'all. The, just, like, oh. y'all, just thinking about it makes me want to cry again. But I was bawling. Real, realistically, mm-hmm. like, this, the greatest love story of all doesn't even explain, um, doesn't even explain, it's like, it doesn't even give it justice, like, but literally the greatest love story of all, and when you think, Jesus literally faced all of that for us, and we still ratchet, and we still just out here, I mean, why ain't really, I'm not really living ratchet, but I mean, we, st- <laughs> we still out here sinning, you know? And Jesus, he knew that. He knew we was still going to be sinning. And he still did it. Like, and then, I mean, to read the word, I'm a very visual learner. And, like, I, I really um process stuff visually. So it always moves me a little bit differently when I see scripture played into a film. So just to see. And, of course, when you read the scriptures and you see somebody act it out, like, just to see that literally Jesus went through. And I said, this is probably my fourth time saying this, but, like, y'all, literally, Jesus went through so much just for us we will never know love like that like ever so ashley was gonna get into her little my little spill yeah so my story yesterday um basically one of my friends called me up to keep her her like personal business disclosed or whatever i'm not gonna tell you who but basically she called me yesterday um because she wants to she wants to be a doctor and she got basically two opportunities for two different schools. One that she really wants to go to and one that is probably the better, one that's probably a better choice for her. So she called me and she was just like, sis, I need some godly advice. And she was like, I'm, I'm calling you as kind of like my last person because I know I've been hearing God's voice. And I know I kind of know what the answer is already. But what you say to me will only confirm even more what I already know. So literally in the middle of midst of that conversation, I just felt myself like I I felt, and I'm gonna say this in a transparent place. I've probably never felt myself taken over by God. You know how you hear pastors and preachers and people who preach and teach say that that it's not them, it's only God. And like I know in certain situations where I maybe have been doing things in life, it's been like that. But to be speaking life into something. And felt like those words were not my own. Like, I was quoting scripture that I could not remember. Not saying that the day before I couldn't remember. But I was, like, quoting words to her back to back to back. And it was coming in my mind as if I had literally the, the whole Bible in my brain. And I was just spilling it. And I was so amazed at how I was able to do that. I'm like, God, you really working. Like, you're really working. And I just started to tear up because I was going in so hard. And I was like, I don't want to come at you hard or nothing. But I feel everything I'm saying to you, I feel God saying this to me to say to you, like, wake up type thing. Like, you you know the answer. And God is like, you going to get another person to confirm something I already told you. So if you want to get it confirmed, I'm going to confirm it for you. And I was going and and I'm like, sis, I'm like, you gotta be obedient. I said, at the end of the day, you know what you know what the deal is. I said, this one school's not contacting you back at the rate you want, and one school is offering these opportunities that are new for you that the other school had but didn't have at first. It's a better choice. You got confirmation from four different strangers other than me 
saying it on a random whim. You got an uncle who don't know nothing about your medical your medical school situation telling you something telling me that you probably should do this. I don't know who it is. Probably Holy Spirit telling you this. And then you get me to do it and I felt nothing but God take over my body and spit it through to you. Like literally. And I didn't, when I say I weep so hard because I was like to not take it off of what I was, you know, telling you. I said, but just thinking about how God just used me right now to speak to you makes me think about how how he wants this time of corona and this pandemic to really be used for our obedience, for our patience, mm-hmm. for our weight, for like all of that. And when I say y'all, I, <laughs> the tears were blowing me because people know me like I'm, I'm, like my sister, I'm also very emotional, but something that you will never see if you don't know me. Y'all be seeing mine. I be like, crying, child. Yeah, like my outer shell. I probably never cried on, on Instagram, probably ever. Like, never, ever cried on Instagram. If you see me cry on Instagram, it was because, like, graduation or something. Like, it was some happy stuff. It was never no sappy, sad, anything. But I literally was so overwhelmed. And I just felt like I had to share. Because I'm like, y'all, like... Although I've kind of been okay in this situation, like I don't think I've been going through it as people would say like during this whole season, I've been actually very comfortable. And part of that has kind of not scared me, but secured me in knowing where I'm going and when it comes to my walk with God, how much trust I'm developing that I didn't have six months ago, if I'm being realistic, because I was at peace. Like, I've been chilling and normal, normal me is stressing out, but I haven't been, I've been chilling. I've been relaxing. I haven't been trying to be negative. I haven't let negative thoughts and people's thoughts like overtake how I personally feel. So to know that that moment happened, it was kind of very overwhelming to be honest. Like it was extremely overwhelming, but I felt like it was so necessary because I felt like it's a lot of us going through it right now, not feeling like, like the the unknown is scary for a lot of people in the, in a general sense, and considering that I'm about to say considering that this pandemic is happening and it's changing day by day, it's a lot of unknown going on. There's also people losing their jobs. There's people who don't have anywhere to live, no food. Like things are really changing drastically for a lot of people, and I just thought that it was part of my duty that God really wanted me to share that message, no matter whether it reached two people or two hundred. That I'm really saying this moment he's it's a test like this moment is a test for us for and sure how you deal with it is whether or not you pass or fail granted god's grace is sufficient so even if you fail this test i mean he won't test you again but i just want to make it aware that for those who didn't understand and didn't know if you're questioning those decisions that you're making you question those those which which path do i take am i going right or left on this road that, that is literally God testing you right now. And as if you're going to have faith and travel the road is less traveled right now because everybody else is stressing and buying all the toilet paper and everything else at the grocery store. <laughs> or are you going to say, I'm going to hit this bumpy road. This road that's really scary. This road that's kind of dark. This road that got some hills and some mountains and some potholes and some that. It has everything on this road. I don't want to go this way. Realistically, it's like, why would I ever walk down? You, you seen Beauty and the Beast? It was them two streets. One was a nice, clear daisy path with birds, and one was all vines and darkness. Like, not saying it's gonna your path is gonna be dark, but in a sense, God is really taking you to a path that's not traveled. And He's saying, "Are you going to trust Me enough to get you through that path to the to the ending? The endings might be the same place. They might be the exact same places. The same thing I was telling my friend. Your road 
whether you choose this school or this school, might still be a doctor. If God destined you to be a doctor, since you're going to be a doctor regardless. But depending on this path determines how it's going to work for you. I said this right here, what you're telling me, this tells me that not only am I going to be a doctor, but I'm going to heal 10,000 more people than I would have healed if I went to this school, that I'm going to help people. I'm going to get more knowledge. I'm going to have more experience, more networking, like more everything. And I'm going to only enhance my blessing tenfold if I choose this road that wasn't necessarily in my plan. And that's one thing about God. Like, like I told somebody that up today, like he even show you the plan or he can show you the destination. He's not going to give you both. And for her, she knows her destination is I'm going to be a doctor. She knows that she feels that she's been confirmed from God from it, but she doesn't know which one she's going to take. And I'm like, sis, that un that unforeseen path, that one that's a little bit scary right now, that's got you a little bit unsure, that's the one. And she was even talking about something about her grades. Like she was like, he was looking back at her grades from undergrad and all that and was like, I see you did this, I see you did this. Things he saw as failures. He saw it as greatness. He saw it as achievement. He saw it as progression. And I said, sis, that that even that alone, the man that interviewed you for that school, if he's telling you that in your mind you don't feel like you're qualified on paper, but he still he man told you he wanted you at his school. I said, sis, God don't call the qualified. And I said, that's all that is right there. He literally qualified you because he said. I want you to go here. This place is going to set you up for the rest of your life. And the, the glory that he's going to get from you being a doctor by choosing this path is going to be tenfold what it would have been had you chose the other one. So I literally like to wrap it up. Definitely was crying yesterday. Y'all was definitely in my feelings, but it just made me feel so grateful in the same time. So I don't, I don't even know the word for it to be honest with you. Like I'm, I'm still trying to fathom, how I feel about it because it was like a different level of appreciation I feel like especially on this weekend like I was telling God's doing something big no matter what y'all say Jesus been showing out no matter what y'all say y'all can leave 2020 behind but 2020 is still my year I don't care what nobody says God still got some things that'll work for me in 2020 so y'all can trash it throw away reverse it put it back all that good stuff it might be shaky now but God's glory in the end is gonna be so much beauty it's gonna be bigger than what you can imagine or think okay so yeah I'm done with my little spill but yeah that, that was it it was a lot. Yeah, and she didn't even touch on what I wanted her to touch on. Because there was a lot to touch on. But what, what you want me to touch on? It's, it's too late now, sis. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember. But um, I was touched on a lot. So I do have a question for y'all. Y'all can answer. And you still got to answer that what question. Is, too. Um, Excuse well, me, y'all. Um, well, if I didn't listen. answer the question, the question was I said I'm just, I was a little sad about not spending Easter at like physically at church and someone asked um what do i miss about it? like is it the tradition and long story short it's just worship being able to worship with my family and my friends like in in his house like of course you can create an altar everything no matter where you are but um it will i mean clearly for a lot of people going to physically to church on easter is a tradition mm-hmm. so it's just the the thought of not actually being in church was was like really saddening to me at first but um one, have y'all seen, and y'all can answer, because I'm, I'm going to answer, but y'all can answer. I would love to hear your responses. Have y'all seen God move differently in these in this last, like, week, move, quarantine season, and really just, like, this last week moving up to, um, leading up to Resurrection Sunday? And I'll say that I'm asking this question because, one, I've, 
in this last week alone, I've noticed a shift in my mental. Mm-hmm. And um, partially because, like I said, Resurrection Sunday is really big for me. Um, I, I love the – it's just – Resurrection Sunday is, is my, one of my favorite ho- – Easter is one of my favorite holidays. And, like, the I felt like really – I think I felt the shift because I told y'all I've been off. Like, I haven't been recording. I haven't actually been – now, I've still been practicing my faith. I've still been watching sermons, listening to, to you know, podcasts. I haven't really been recording any for my podcast, but I've still been practicing my faith. I've still been in my word, but not as – my desire – has been very lackluster. And one that shifted, and it was really just like, God, like, I pray for my friends in, like, group chats all the time. But it was something, and I'll say something about today. And I was very, like, um, diligent with working on a lot of podcast stuff and just watching, like, watching a play and everything today. And two of my, like, mom friends, shout out to the cool moms, they end up, like, we were talking about, like, um, pretty much got these stuff. I don't remember how the conversation started in our group chat, but to make a long story short, two of our friends rededicated their lives to Christ. And, um, it, I literally cried. Like we're reading, I'm reading the text messages and I'm, I'm praying over my friends and I'm crying. And I'm like, literally, and you know, you know how you like you pray. I'm that person that I pray for my friends that I know are not walking in the will of Christ or they're not walking in the path that God has for them. I just pray like I'm one of those people. Like I want to, I want to, if y'all don't notice about me, my passion like in life is to see millennials grow and walk with God. Like I think so in this day and age, so many people, it's not cool. And that's part of why, why my mission is to make and keep God cool. But walking with Jesus is not fun. Walking with Jesus is not cool. Like, you know, and so many people like, we're, for so many different reasons are not willing to fully walk with God. And it is my absolute passion to see millennials dive in like head first and just surrender and walk in, walk in the purpose and the will that God has for their life. So to see them or to read them say like, listen, I'm taking my faith seriously. Like Jesus really spoke to me like on this Holy weekend. Like this is literally why Jesus died. So that we can have life and have it to the full and literally so that we won't be separated from God forever. It was just really a great feeling to see my friends accept Jesus and say, like, speak. I want change. Like, I want God to come in my life. I'm about to cry. I want God to come in my life and, like, transform me. So that, like, my day was made, y'all. Like, literally, I I text them, like, y'all crying because I'm living for this. I'm living for giving your life to Christ. I'm living for you walking in the will of God. It's And I tried to tell them like, this is not an easy walk. Podcasting is not easy. I am not a social person at all. If you know me, you know I'm an introvert. I'm social around people that I'm cool with, but I'm not really a social person. I, I would like to be alone a lot of the time. <laughs> alone. <laughs> or like, I'm a real chill person. So podcasting, like putting myself out there and like doing lives and stuff is so far out of my comfort zone. And I really think that's why God kind of forced me here. Cause it's like, girl, you gonna you gonna bring me glory and like and do it in a real way, a real uncomfortable way for you this weekend. Like, this is why I died. So you can get on there and freely talk about your faith and freely bring people to me. Mm-hmm. And um on, Yeah, man. like that's that's what it is. So my question to y'all and Ashley can answer is like, what do you think God is doing specifically through 
or two or four you in this quarantine season because we all know that this this is and I saw I, I really want to I'm going to post or share this on my page but um, a pastor from some like St. Louis or somewhere like she had prophesied over pretty much like this happening mm -hmm. and I watched her um talk about it on the news y'all first off I'm living for these like news stations calling pastors on there because people need Jesus, Jesus in their life right now like okay. like Ashley said from the get-go I haven't been worried. Now, I will say, I do struggle with anxiety a little bit, but I'm not a person that worries about things like this that are out of my control. I wasn't at the store buying up a whole bunch of toilet paper. Like, I already had Lysol and stuff, so I'm being very safe. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm being safe. I'm being cautious. But I wasn't the person that's like, oh, my God, my family going to die. Or, or oh, oh, my God, oh, I'm going to die. And I just really feel like regardless of what happens, I'm covered by the blood. So, And then yeah. I'm really, I'm also a person, I'm not scared to die. Like, if I die, she to, happy. to be absent Hallelujah. with the body Jesus. is to be present with the Lord. So hey. I think that's one thing that I'm going to challenge as believers to be like, don't walk in fear. Like, one, God did not give us the spirit of fear. So mm -hmm. what do we look like trying to bring people to the faith, walking around scared? Nah, not happening. And like I said, I'm just not afraid to die. I know that if I, if and when I die, well, I mean, if I die from this, but when I die, I am going to meet my father. Like, this world is not my home. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really trying to, like, calm people's nerves to a certain extent because, especially, like, my peers, I... One of my friends lost her father to COVID-19. So I, I know that, especially people that are not, like, grounded in their faith, this is probably a really hard and difficult time for them to comprehend. But I think that Jesus is really trying to wake the world up. Like, he like, okay, y'all don't want to listen? I got y'all. Y'all think I'm out of control? Cool, I got y'all. Like, y'all need a little wake-up call? I got y'all. And I really just want... I mean, the world, but, like, the people that I have reached to, to know that this is not a time to be scared. Like, this is a time. The Bible says we don't battle against flesh and blood. Like, mm -hmm. this is not a time. Like, we have to really realize that this is a spiritual battle right now. Like, Jesus, spiritual this is, this is not just happening by chance. Jesus knew about COVID-19 way before we did, way before China did, way before anybody did. And he knew that we needed it. And I'm like all these little posts, like, are you being productive? That I don't really care if you come out with a new podcast or not. I really want to know: Are you coming out with stronger faith? Are you mm -hmm. coming out with uh, um, like, you're, are you reading your Bible? Like, are you staying? Are you standing firm in in in, in God and in your faith right now? Like, that's all I care about. And I just want to, if I have to be the person that is um. I don't want to say the sacrificial lamb, but because I'm I'm not really trying to be that. But if I had to be like, I just want to share that with my peers. Like, this is not a time to be scared. We're not battling against flesh and blood, but principalities and wickedness in high places. And we have to you better, realize you better that, say that word. this this co corona is wickedness. I don't know anything that's out here snatching people's lives like this is wicked. wicked. And clearly, wicked. like, there's nothing in the world that can suffice here. Like, none of this is going to sustain us. All this toilet paper y'all buying up, y'all not using the bathroom that much. That's not sustaining us. I'm confused. Like, pray. Still empty. But the, the, the one thing that the world is missing is Jesus. I don't want to say missing, but the one thing that the world as a whole is lacking. It's lacking in Jesus. abundance. Let's say lacking in abundance. And he's really waking us up right now to 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 be strong in our faith, to call on him, to know that he's he's our source. Like, everything he's given us is a resource. And I will say that the, part of I, 
Well, I got a scripture for it. I think part of the reason that I've been um, on, like, this spiritual high is really that I, and I stopped and thought about this in my car today. Like, I'm literally living in some of my prayers right now. And I told my friends the other day, I'm still going to work, so I haven't gained the extra time that a lot of people have. Um, but I'm literally living in my prayers right now, like, financially. And I will, transparent moment, uh, Millie Walk is all about transparency, for when we first stopped going to church, I was like, oh, not tithing. And then Jesus was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, how dare you? how dare you? And you know what I did? Turn my tithes back on auto pay. Like, stink. You didn't, you didn't think that's, you didn't think no church meant no tithing. <laughs> like, and he corrected my little spirit, like, just that fast. But, um, but yeah, like, I really think that this is just the time for us to, to wake yeah. up and, um, Heed, heed the word that given that that God has given us, and not only listen, cause I or, cause I I also say this too, like a lot of times, as people we ask God, like when we're in when we're down in the dumps and we really need God to revive our situations or to restore our situations, whatever we we're asking for God to restore us, and it's like we're asking all these things, but when He tells us, we don't listen, and I think that. Not to say that Jesus is or isn't speaking to a lot of people. This is a time to implement it. Not a time to, like, get your word and keep it to yourself. This is the time to... The world needs Jesus. This is the time to share your faith to the people that you wouldn't normally share it with. This is the time to to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Like, we got to, like, we have to do better. We got to... We got to get on that good foot. (laughs) We got to get on that good foot. I don't know. So tell me, um, comments, whatever. Um, it's two comments, I believe, I, that I read. Okay. I think it's Day and Jordan. Jordan's comment um, says he has put a pause on my world so that I can address what I've been sweeping under the rug. Um, this year said same. And then Day said he is pushing me to try new things, to be more assertive and get, <clears throat> excuse me, and getting what I want instead of sitting back and waiting for things to happen. That's good. That that is really good. Like, um, I I do think Jesus is telling us a lot, and it's like, are we are we taking the time to want to, like, just because we're not we're not going to work doesn't mean sit and watch Netflix all day. Like, are we are we actually taking this time to to spend time with God and implement what He's saying, write it down, make the vision plain? Like, what are we doing? What are y'all doing in this time? So that was that was just one thing, Ashley. If you want to go ahead and answer. Um, as far as the question about what I've seen God do, um, for me, although COVID-19 has not hit necessarily, it's hit some people I'm close with, yes, um, but it hasn't hit anyone in my immediate family. I would say that one of my college friends, um, her mom was like, our mom, she's from New York, so when I was in New York and I was still there, like, if we needed something, her mother got us, and she was diagnosed with COVID-19 and today she posted that mom's technically not out of the clear, but she's feeling better and she's doing better and it wouldn't have been possible without your prayers. And this is no, of course, no shade to anybody, but she's not someone that as far as my friends, especially in college that necessarily discussed God with in a major way. Like not that she was a non-believer, but it's not something that she wasn't one of those friends. You know, you have friends for different things. She wasn't one of them friends that I want to have a deep faith talk with. It wouldn't be with her. And it's not that there's anything wrong with her or that situation. It's simply that 
You know, it's just something that I wasn't expecting. So to just even just to see her post and her, I want to really go find this. I can read it, and for her to say that she feels like a large part of, of not entirely whatever she said, that of her mom's recovery has nothing has everything to do with the fact that we as her friends and people who know her pray for her mother. It just spoke to me. Like it really made me excited. It made me happy. Like, it made me smile. So she's, she posted, my mom is out of the hospital and feeling much better. The past three work weeks were the scariest. But she's smiling and stronger again. I'm so grateful. She isn't completely out of the clear yet. But her and I couldn't have gotten this far without everyone's prayers. To everyone who hit me up and even can continue to check in, thank you so much. I hope you are all safe and safe and healthy. And we're still praying for you and your families. I can't express how heartwarming it was to have so many of you send your love, like for real. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And this is the first time I've seen her smile on a post um, in weeks. Like she said, the, like her mom is her livelihood. And I know that everybody like everybody has a different relationship with their parents or, or whatever have you. But from as long as I've known her and really known her like as a friend, friend, not just an associate in college, I know about her mom. And I know that, that like her... It's very few people I know who say that their mom is their best friend. And not saying that it just don't happen. It's just, I know people who mom's not their best friend. You know, it is what it is. But she's someone who truly says that her mom is her best friend. And knowing that I've seen people lose best friends, it's one thing to lose your mother. It's another thing to lose your mother and your best friend in one. Like, yes, she has other friends, but when she... When you can classify your mother as your best friend, that means there's an extra special bond you have with that person, this above ordinary parent-daughter relationship. And it just touched me. And I'm like, my heart smiled so big. And I'm like, it would be on this good, good, good week, this good, good weekend, these three days, these three majestic days that, after all the prayers, after all the crying, after all the negative posts and the angry posts and everything that she was going through, that she's smiling and she's happy today just to say that my mother's getting better. And it's because of God. Like, stuff like that makes me so happy because I feel like I see so many of us kind of straight, not stray away from necessarily our, our relationship or our religion, but it's very easy to be sinful. Like, it's harder to be Christ-like. It's very easy to be like, I don't care about this God stuff. Like, yeah, I know there's a God, and God know my heart. Like, we it, Christians this sinning love to say God know they heart. But God also <laughs> knows your actions. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey. they God also knows your actions, and he also sees when you deliberately disobey him. So I feel like it's key. Like Moni said, this is the podcast in itself. When you see people who are deliberately, openly, freely, and unashamed to praise, to worship, and to give all glory to God in all things that they do. So anytime I see, like when I say, whether I say it or not, sometimes I do respond, sometimes I don't. When I see my friends sending me something about Jesus or or tagging me in these challenges, whether it's for a worship song or whether it's for my favorite scripture, like whatever it is, my soul literally smiles from the inside out because I'm like, I remember a day when not only these same people, including myself, so don't let me feel like I'm super holy, have not would have not done this. And not saying that I was ever ashamed of God, because I never was ashamed of God. I never really went through that past, but I have strayed from God. I, it has been moments in life where God was not my first thought when I, when I was sinning. These days, if I sin, 
my first thought is to repent. But it was days when I'd be like, just out here living out your here best ratchet life. my best simple life. So to even see the growth in myself and even continuing on, um, on another personal transparent note, I was going, some, some friends of mine had a birthday today. So I was kind of going through like old pictures and stuff on like Google Photos and Dropbox. I got pictures from like 2013. And of course, all of my college pictures are on my, <laughs> my Google Photos. And I'm just reminiscing, right? Like, although I could, I tell everybody that I probably would never move back to New York, like, I might stay, I might hang out, but I probably would never really fully live, at least in New York City, um, ever again. But that that experience is life-changing for, for me in a, as a whole. So to even see some of those things and go back to some of those memories, I was just looking like, I was talking to a friend about the fact that I'm just proud of myself, and I feel like I'm, I'm even. I, it's hard for me to say that too. Like I, I, I struggle personally with the line between being prideful and humble, and because I never want to be prideful, I don't know how to celebrate myself. So I, I, I quickly take the humble route and don't appreciate or, um, not necessarily. I don't appreciate or I don't say anything about things that I feel like I'm doing well or that I've accomplished because I never want to be prideful, and I, I don't know the line sometimes. So because I don't know the line, sometimes I really stay, try to stay at my best on the humble tip and on that side. And I had to even say to myself today, like, I'm proud of the woman I'm becoming and I'm proud of the woman that I am at 24 that I wasn't at 20, that I wasn't even at 22 or 23. Like, the woman that I am and becoming now is so much different, so much better walking in a way that 20-year-old Ashley would not have done. Like, would not have been, would not have thought of none of that. And it just makes me see not only the growth in me, but the growth in my friends, the growth in my circle, the growth in the people that are surrounded with me, whether it's family or whatever, just to see us going so hard for Christ, for Christ and really being, um, like, appreciative and humbled by God's, by his grace, by his mercy, by, like, all of it. Like, it's, it's something that, it's very humbling, especially on this weekend, like, to think that, like, I know we always, not we, but, like, I think it's very easy to downplay the fact that Easter is Resurrection Sunday and that it's so um, remote and routine for a lot of people, especially people who grew up in church, that we kind of sometimes don't take the moment to sit back and really appreciate what comes with it. But it's like literally giving your life, first of all, for God to send a human form to give life to us essentially for the things that we've gone through, the sinful nature that we've had, that in a whole is one thing. But to take the beating, to take the people thinking that he was a liar, take people trying to kill him, slashing him, a, a crown of thorns, nailing him to a cross, to take all of the physical pain on top of the mental and the social and whatever other, you know, tribulations that he had to experience for us, to think that is not something we should take lightly. It's not something that we should kind of downplay. It's not something that should be so routine that we don't give it its due justice. Like, Jesus dying on the cross is no light deal. 
Because I don't know one person. None, no, like not you. one person. Not even <laughs> parents. Like no shade to parents. I'm not one, but I don't even know parents that would literally say, "I'm gonna die on the cross for my child, and for the not only for my child, but for the rest of the world." There's people out here don't care about people getting their next meal, let alone whether they like. Come on now, to love to love all of us, mind you, we weren't born yet. We weren't thought of from our parents. But God knew who we were. God formed us. God created us. God knew where we were going to be. So to know that God had this vision and he said, I'm going to sacrifice this for y'all. It's some we are some unappreciative heathens sometimes. Like we can be really unappreciative as people. And to think that God really made that sacrifice for us. That like Molly said in the beginning, there's no amount of love. No greater love story than we have ever experienced. Then Jesus died on the cross. Okay, so my old teacher, my fourth grade teacher is on live right now. So her response to the last question was, this time is allowing many teachers to do what they speak about daily. Doing things on a to-do list that will please God, like spending time in the word. Feeling like time is not so rushed. I'm, Resurrection Sunday should not be taken lightly. Um, I gen- generally do use this as a time to reflect on what I'm doing how I'm doing it, like, am I truly walking in the will of God, and all these other things, and, um, like I said, we're, this is a special Resurrection Sunday, like, not only are we spending it, like, I mean, not only have we already been in quarantine for pretty much a a month month now, and I told y'all, I was the person that was like, oh, this is not going to last long, (laughs) like, I really did not think this was going to last too long, and, Mind you, like, if you are, most of y'all live in the DMV, um, Zion, our Greenbelt location was supposed to open this week, like, we, grand opening was Easter Sunday, and um, I was like, I told y'all, like, I was just really down in the dumps, but when you, you, if, you can't help but to be in a good mood spiritually when you think of the sacrifice that was made for us, and I think there's so many times, like, we, we're like, oh, I sacrificed, and I'm not downplaying any anybody's sacrifices. Like, I don't know what y'all be doing or what y'all have to go through to do what y'all do for y'all kids or for your parents or for whoever. But no sacrifice compares to the to the sacrifice that he, you know, that he made for us. And if that doesn't cause you to be humble and to really just stop and, like, thank God. Because in it, like Ashley said, there's just so much to to be thankful for. And I think, like, and, okay, so my next question is, how has God resurrected you? Like, there's so many times that we could have been dead and gone from from the actions of ourselves or the actions of the people around us. But there's so many times that God has given us a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and a seventh and an eighth chance. And it's like, so my question again is, how, um, how has God resurrected you, whether in this season of quarantine or... Or in previous seasons of life, Ashley, how has God resurrected you? I say a lot. Like, I think that I tell people that the most transparent thing I say when it comes to my walk with Christ is me 100% trusting God. And it's something that is extremely hard because I battle with fear a lot. And that's part of a lot of other things we're not getting into today. But um, I think that I'm constantly telling myself to change my fear to faith. And I'm not only thinking about it, but I'm saying it 
and I'm writing it and I'm using it. And I like low key just thought about it the other day. One of my like first tattoos that I ever got, 19, 18 years old, when I got it. And I have not looked at it literally since then, but it says fear is stupid and so are regrets. And it's a Marilyn Monroe quote. And I'm like, to think that at 18, I got this tatted and I was so, so gone hugging grabbers. I was all in Marilyn Monroe. But to think that I take that statement lightly on a daily basis when I come to a battle, whether I'm going to be fearful or I'm going to be faithful. And it's like, dang, like that's nothing but facts. Like, that's literally nothing but facts. I literally sit here all the time and battle with these fears and these doubts and these questions, but that is not of God. I'm sorry. Like, fear is not of God. Like, love and his perfect love cast out all fear. And God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind. mind. But that's crazy because... That was just on Keith's live. A sound, sound mind. That was just on Keith's live with um Kamaya. I got something to say about the sound mind, but we're going to save that for for after. Res- I'm not playing with her. Resurrection. Um, so, yeah, so that's part of it. This kind of been in my mind, the, the fact that he, rec- he resurrects me every time I drift into fear and I don't drift into my faith. And I feel like I know too much about God. God has saved me too many times. To have the nerve and the audacity to be fearful of anything but him. Glory. And it, Glory. like, literally, this even this conversation, the conversation with my friend, like, that conversation with my friend awoken a lot of stuff. Like, even me telling her stuff about her, it made me feel like, as I'm saying this to you, this stuff that I need to be saying to myself, because although it's not the same situation as far as the whole doctor school thing or whatever, but at the same token, I, I probably listed on a conversation with her over 10 things where I felt like my life was dark. Whether I was depressed, whether I was going through something with an accident, or with a job loss, like with moving, with not being, whatever I listed. I listed some of them in my little video yesterday. But literally, I, I was able to list all of those things and was like, yet every time God has brought me the greatest glories of my 24 years from each of the situations. From each of those things that I thought was going to kill me and it was going to drown me and it was going to make me, make me, like, make me die, essentially. Listen, with God the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for good. Honey, so. God has brought back every single time. So I had to question myself, like, on all days of any day, on this Good Friday, are you really about to sit here and wallow in and think about it? Like, I wasn't in a moment where I was being negative or anything like that but it made me so much more appreciative of things that I probably had forgotten about and weren't in my active forefront mind because I'm like dang you tripping like Ash you seriously tripping like a a talk to myself type of moment like sis you tweaking real life so Angel said that she spent years in bondage I'm finally able to walk in freedom and the and in the, the fullness, fullness of it. 2020 is still my year. Come it's on. my freedom journey. Amen. It is your year, sis. Claim it. Y'all, I just want to publicly say that I love Angel, Angel Booker. Booker. <laughs> I really love you. And I'm so proud of your healing journey. And I'm just so happy to see you free. And uh, She about to cry, by the way. No, I'm not. <laughs> she holding it. I'm proud of you, sis. Like, I'm just honored to know you. Like, literally. Angel's the goat, y'all. The goat, goat. Um, 
I'm definitely going to say that um, 2020, I had a lot. I still have a lot on the books, clearly. But um, when I when I thought of the question, like, how has God resurrected me? I literally go back to almost five years ago, getting to. Um, I just saw a picture of that, too, and I was like, my sissy, though. I, I go back to five years ago, getting into a horrific car accident, literally. I tell people all the time, like in the ambulance on my way. First off, I blacked out. Um, I have, if y'all know me, I have really bad asthma. So the impact of the airbags and everything else, um, I blacked out when I woke up in the ambulance. I had on an oxygen mask, and they literally told me had had I had not had my seatbelt on, I would have died. And it just a lot happened to me that year. It'll be five years. On June 14th, either June 14th or 15th, it'll be five years since that day. And I literally, like like Angel said, this Resurrection Sunday just hit different for me. And I don't know if it was just because like of the journey that I've been on with podcasting. And like I said, I, I'm doing this, well, I do this so that my, my peers can get free and my peers can learn about Jesus and want to walk in this light. But I also do this for me to like, for me to finally like release things that I've never released or to yeah. give people a little bit of inspiration. So I just saw this picture today and thought about wow, it. Wow, that is nasty. <laughs> Ashley just pulled up a picture from my like surgery. I had emergency surgery from that accident. And I was like, my stink up Wow. Wow, glory to God. Yeah, we fight, but I was really sad about that. Like, I was really Woo, like... Glory to God. But yeah, mm. like, just to think, um, God, like, outside of all... I don't want to say basic sinning, but outside of, like, basic all of my, sinning. um, you know, just, you know, people, those little everyday sayings that people, I don't want to say everyday, but the very, like, my... Oh, I don't want to say my new either because people won't take that and run with it. Um, the very sins that we, the sins that we look over and that we overlook and that we don't, we don't think, no. Because no? it's very conscious. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> the, about then. The sense, I'm saying, like, stuff that people do on a regular, they think nothing of. like that they, Oh, like lying? Yeah, like, stuff like that. Like, <sighs> God has revived me from so much, you know, sin, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but to think that I literally got a second chance at life. And um, from that point on, I've literally just been living my life differently. Of course, we all, fall, you know, sin and fall short of the glory of God. I sin. I'm... Like, my friends, a lot of my, like, worldly friends call me the churchy friend. I'm okay with that. Like, I still sin. I still fall short of the glory of God. But that day, five, almost five years ago, I knew that God was giving me a second chance. And to think, like, you went through all of that for me. And mind y'all, this was before my baby. So, clearly, and y'all know I'm not married. So, clearly, I was having premarital sex. So, it was like, and this is all after the accident. So today, like, and I, I journal daily. So today, like, and I have, like, a guided journal. So the question is clearly, like, the questions around this time are clearly about, about um, it's a faith, it's a spiritual journey, too. So all the questions are, like, spiritually related. And the questions around this time have been, like, how, how has God revived your spirit? How has God given you more purpose and everything like that? And it literally took me back to that day that I'm laying in a hospital bed. My arm is pretty much snapped in half. I can barely breathe, and my face is unrecognizable. And it's like... Jesus told me that day, like, Armani, I'm not done. Like, you're not done. And, ooh, I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I hate to do this on the internet. But, 
literally, like, God told me, I'm, I'm not done with you. Like, you have not fulfilled your purpose here on earth. And, like I said, I still, after that day, I still sinned and fell short of the glory of God. It was like, God knew that that was going to be the thing that changed my life. And he knew that I was still going to mess up after that. And he still thought that I was, I was worth dying. He thought for. I was worth saving, honey. Ugh. Y'all, and actually, let me let me pinpoint this. My first time hearing Anthony's Anthony Brown's, um, he thought I was worth saving was I was on. It was my first time leading a youth retreat, and I, the song had probably just came out like two or three weeks before that. And mind you, this is prior to the. This is before the car accident. Yeah. So. Literally, when I woke up and I'm coming out of surgery, and it, well, it's a blessing to go through major surgery and make it out alive as well. And my body doesn't really respond well to anesthesia, so just the fact that I made it out of surgery too, like, that's the song that was playing in my head. Like, God, you thought I was to die for. Even, oh, like, <laughs> you, you literally paid the price for me thousands of years ago, and you knew that I was still going to mess up, and you still thought that I was worth, I was worth saving, and... I really want to challenge my peers to um, to take this time to get grounded in your faith. I know that there's so many people, y'all, I don't want to say y'all are wasting your time, but we are really, we have to recognize that this world is not our home. We, This is only a temporary place. God put us here to leave something in the earth, and you you are not meant to take that with you. And I really want to challenge my peers to, to if you're not already in your faith, get into it if you need help like figuring out where to start i'm here like that's why i have this podcast that's why i have this platform if you are in your faith and you're backslidden or you don't know which way to go dm me like there's so many um people like me included but there's so many people in the world that are here to give you to give you guidance on on your next step spiritually and i'm all for it i just want y'all to really explore and Explore your faith, like really. That right there, this year. Explore your faith. Realize that um, Jesus, Jesus paid a price for us. That just, and I want, I want to make this real for a lot of millennials, because also, especially our black millennials, we all for the people. Twitter, Instagram, we all for the people, and I'm not doubting that. But just like how we for our black people, we need to be for our brothers and sisters in the faith. And so Thanks. I'm going to challenge you to share your faith. But just like we, we um. Like how we exercise our right to vote because because our ancestors fought for that right. Jesus got beaten up, literally. Like you, his, can you imagine? Can you imagine a nail going through your hand, like literally being pinned Banging. to a cross? And you know your body being held up like that automatically causes you to to die. Like you're not meant to be pinned like that to anything. You're not a scarecrow. Listen, come on now. Like, Ooh. and I really just want you, like, just like I said, just how we fight for our right to vote, and we and we go exercise our right to vote. Exercise your faith, like, come prove, on now. Let let Jesus and like, let Jesus know that he didn't die in vain. Like, there's so many people that are like, and I and I truly like one of my daily prayers is that God would like, and I really like as bad as Corona is, I feel like we needed it. We need the world needed faith. We needed Jesus. We needed a wake up call Honestly. as a as a human race, and I really want people to use this time to to find God. Like, if you already found Him and you know you're not walking in His light, get closer to God. Like, start doing the things that that glorify God. Like, we we this is not our home. The things that these fleshly things that make your flesh feel good in the moment, they won't make you feel good forever. And how how you gonna feel knowing that you had the opportunity to to be right with Jesus and you just didn't do it? 
I ain't never been to hell. I know I ain't going, but I'm sure that it's not a really good place to be. And you ain't trying to be there. Like, take this time to get serious in your faith. Share your faith with somebody. Like, I'm always the friend that um, prays over my friends. Like, if somebody asks to pray for them, nine times out of ten, I'm going to send a voice-recorded prayer or something. But really, take this time to to share your faith um, with your friend. Like, pray for the people that you know need Jesus. Like, just slowly start to introduce that to them. Um, get grounded. If, even if it's the, like, and I'm going to tell y'all, tra- again, another transparent moment. I told y'all in this season, I've been struggling with like staying as consistent as I was before coronavirus in my word. I like y'all bought a little bucket from Target every day. Like I and I just started doing it about two days ago. I picked like I wrote down different books and different scriptures. Every day I pick out something and I re- I read a different book of the Bible. Whether I read it or not, I'm reading it again. And if I've already read it, I'm asking God to to reveal that in a different way to me. Cause you never know God can use the same scripture in Eight different different seasons seasons of your life, and and you never know how how it'll hit you. So if you're not in your faith, I'm challenging you to um to to start somewhere. Like Jesus is looking for our effort. Like literally reach out to your mom, your grandma, me, like your other Christian friends. I don't know, some people in here that I don't know, but um reach out to somebody, figure out how where where you start. How do you how do you get connected with Jesus? Like how this is like I said, two of my friends literally got saved or they rededicated their life to Christ this weekend. And this is this is literally why why Christ died. Like literally why he paid that price for us. So don't take that don't take that for granted. Like we're about to wrap up, but don't take that for granted. Um if you're like so like I said, if you're not in your faith, take this time to get in your faith, get in tune with with your spirituality, talk to God, journal, do whatever it is that you need to do to develop a personal relationship with him, but do that. Like I say, walking this Christian journey, I'm trying to tell y'all, like, some of my friends say that I make it look easy, but I'm telling y'all, y'all don't know what I battle. It's not an easy journey. I, I'm 24 years old. Like, the things of the world, they look good, but I know that this is not my home. And it might feel good for a moment. It might be, you know, cool and all that for a moment, but I know that that's not what's going to get me to heaven. So for the people that are, like, backslidden right now or you feel like you may you may be too far to talk to God or you've done things to to outrun his glory one again there's nothing, nothing that you can do to separate yourself um talk to him <laughs> pray like and I want to for my millennials I want to I think sometimes this the thought of prayer can be like so serious but prayer is just talking to God like in its simplest form it's just talking to God like if you gotta anything. sit in your room and I want to tell y'all also this is like Sometimes I think that we we shy away from crying to God because we think that um I, I don't know like I, I know a lot of my friends they sh- say share that, everything with God like yeah like you feel like you can't share everything with God or whatever first off you already know so that's just dead, dead, right dead. <laughs> just drop that right there but two like God is listening like God God cares about what you care about and I tell I tell my friends today like if it's big to you like big and I God. put if it's big to you in in lowercase letters, if it's big to you in lowercase, it's big to God in uppercase. Like, God cares about all the things that you care about. You can tell God anything. Like, literally, ask if you need help, ask God for help. If you need peace, ask God for peace. If you need wisdom, ask God for wisdom. He's willing, like, he's going to give you the things that you need. He's going to get us through this time. I don't want COVID to scare us. I don't want anything that's going to happen to you spiritually. And I also want to touch on this. Grief. I love how you just stopped. Sorry. <laughs> no, We're about to stop. lose so many people. I don't want that to shake y'all. Like, 
I have to a certain extent built up this level of um trust in God that losing the people that he placed in my life no longer I don't want to say bothers me but it doesn't shake my faith mm-hmm. and y'all are going to lose people like like I said one of my close friends she just lost her dad to COVID and I can only imagine what she's going through but my, I, I text her and I, I said like know that everything around you is going to look hard mind y'all this my friend is 23 years old she's lost both of her parents at this point and I don't even know what I would do like I've already lost my father but I don't know what I I can't even tell you how I would feel if I lost my mom mm-hmm. but I know that I would be okay and I know that God lent her to me like she's not mine to have my mom is not of this world this is not her home and you know Come on. she's in a better place so I do want to challenge y'all I don't want to be so insensitive or make it seem like COVID-19 is, you know, just not that deep. Because I know people are really losing. People are hurting from this. People are losing their family. But I just want to challenge y'all to really grow closer to God in this time. God is the only person that can give you that peace once you lose your mom or once you lose your your family member. Whoever you lose, God gives you that peace. So, yeah, the challenge is out there. Like, we are really going to, we're not going to let this time go in vain. We're really going to show God that we took this, we took his warning and, at, at this point, I, I think it's past the warning, but <laughs> um, but we we're listening. That's not like funny, but yes. our ears are open, our hearts are open, and we're ready to hear and receive what God is telling us. And we're really going to put that back into the world. Like I said, we're not going to take what God gives us and keep it to ourselves. We're going to put that back into the world and help other people to grow into their faith. And um, yeah, happy happy. Russ, it's it's what what do we? It's going to be a praise party in here, y'all. We are, like, about two, a little bit over two out of the way from um, Sunday. And it's going to be lit. Like, two hours and 13 minutes to be exact. Y'all, I'm trying to tell y'all, because we can't be in church, I already got my outfit laid out. <laughs> okay. I already got my outfit laid out, and I got my playlist ready. And Easter and about to go up. To and we, we, we're going to give god the praise and the glory like he paid Mm -hmm. that price for us years and years and years ago and we would be foolish to not take you know to take this opportunity i don't even want to say take this opportunity but to take this blessing and and use it like everything god has done it is for his glory but it's for our good god wants to see us win um, he knows his, Jesus knows his heart. Jesus is us. Like, you know, no, Jesus is walking this world. Kingdom. That's Liter- literally, like, Jesus, he knows how hard it is. Jesus has been tempted before. Jesus knows how hard it is, and he still paid that price for us. So, like, literally, we're not going to let, um, we're not going to let this weekend go in vain. We are going to give God the glory from our house. I challenge y'all to build an altar at your house. Get into worship. If you got to separate yourself from your family to really get into worship. But really, take the time tomorrow. Throughout the, I mean, you know, week is pretty much over now. But take the time tomorrow to, to really, like, get into your word. If you don't know why the resurrection is so important, um, I know that we're trying to, um, you know, tell you guys. But th- read it for yourself. Um, yeah, like. Read the Gospels. It's a holy weekend. It's a party. It's a celebration. Um, I don't want to say that this, you know, Easter's more important than Jesus' birthday, but low key, I mean, that's how I feel. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm sorry I don't like it. But, you know, Jesus gave us a second chance at life by doing what he did this weekend. He ain't dead, y'all. I saw this meme on um, Facebook that said, why y'all not saying rest in peace Jesus like y'all was saying um, rest in peace Nipsey? And the person responded like, because he ain't dead. Who like, said it? And, Ooh, I'm gonna it, post it. It shook something in my soul because he ain't dead. Like, 
and for the remnant people on here, when they went and checked the tomb, he wasn't there. Like, <laughs> he got up, and he it's about to be a party. Up, so, yes, yeah, like, it's a party. Um, We're going to get ready to pray out. And I thank y'all for listening. Everybody that was on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, um, I thank y'all for tuning in. I really hope that this blessed somebody, that this encouraged somebody to, to grow That's stronger right. in their faith, to do what's, what's necessary to get closer to God, to build that relationship, and to really um build the relationship so you can experience this covenant. Because it's, it's, like I said, no greater love story. Um, just We just want to give all glory and honor to God. So you want to pray out or you want me to pray? I can pray. All right, make it quick because we're running. Uh, I almost want to say make it quick, but we're running short on time right now. Okay. Uh, well, Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this opportunity and platform to use the words and teachings of you to share to others, Lord God. I ask that in this moment, during this crisis, during this weekend, that we become abundantly appreciative, grateful, and, and we feel rescued. That's what you did for us, Lord God. May you... Wrap your arms around those that are grieving. May you be anything to anyone who is in need. Even if they don't ask for it for themselves, Lord God, ask for them on their behalf right now. That if they need peace, give them peace. Yes, if they God. need love, Lord God, give them love. Yes, if they God. need strength, Lord God, give them strength. Yes, if they God. need silence, Lord God, give them silence. If they need to just stop and be in the moment, Lord God, give them that. Whatever their heart is desiring, Lord God, I ask that you fulfill that for them, whether they ask for it themselves or not. Lord God, I ask you that you protect my family, that you protect everyone else's family. For every person that I know, for every name that is in my head that I can't think of at this moment when you protect them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet Lord God may you bless them when you're anointing may we use this challenge as an opportunity to only glorify you God because yes, it's God. not for us Lord God it's for the people and it's for you let us use our words and our teachings to use you as a vessel use us as a vessel through you to be able to help people in this time of need. Lord God, let them know that you are real, that you are still living, yes, that you are the God of yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever, that yes, you are God. always in reign, that you will never end, that you never have ended, and then whenever we need you, you will and always have been there, Lord God. Yes, Even God. in this time of darkness, let them know that you are the light, that you light up any dark yes, pasture, God. that you light up any way that we can't see. Lord God, that you protect us from all that is unseen and unheard. Lord God, we are in a, a warfare, and this of things that are not, like Molly said, not in flesh and blood. This is a spiritual warfare. So, Lord God, when we use our spirits, we build our spirits, yes, and we use our God. spiritual weapons to build us up and build up the army that we need to fight anything that is wicked coming against us, Lord God. I ask that you continue to protect us, shield us, and guide us as we go closer to you and your purpose. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 My sister can pray, y'all. <laughs> Shut up. My sister can pray. <laughs> um, Yes, thank y'all for tuning in. I again, I really hope this blesses somebody. Um, this episode will be available on all podcasting platforms this Wednesday, so um, stay tuned. Also, stay tuned. Season one of Millie Walk Talk podcast is coming to an end, but I have a lot in store for you guys, and um, God has really just been, and I'll say against my will because it's a lot of changes <laughs> that are coming to this platform that I that I didn't really want. But God has forced me into a corner to to be obedient to the call and the ministry that He's put on my life. I just so, sure um, <laughs> yeah, because my sister, a prayer warrior, y'all, I didn't even know she could go that hard for the kingdom. Hey, wow. but um, but yes, um, stay on the lookout. Season one of Millie Walk Talk will end in um the end of April, 
and um, we will pick back up June 1st with a lot of um, special surprises. Also, if you participated in the giveaway, please um, check your DM. I'm giving out prizes. And be on the lookout for what's to come with Millie Walk Talk. I really love y'all. Thank y'all for the support. And have a good Resurrection Sunday. Um, if you guys are celebrating with your oh, families, uh, whatever you do. Um, turn up for um, Jesus, y'all. Tag me on Instagram. I would love to repost it. Our Instagram, as always, so we're going to close out. As always, our uh, podcast Instagram is Millie Walk Talk Podcast. That's M-I-L-L-I-W-A-L-K-T-A-L-K Podcast. Millie Walk Talk Podcast at gmail.com for emails. Yes, we are still recording. Um, we are now recording episodes for season two. So everything is virtual. So it'll be um, a, a virtual recording. But if you're still looking to be on the podcast, please just email me. If you know me personally, call me, DM me, whatever. I'm still looking for people. And yeah, I appreciate the support, y'all. Have a good Resurrection Sunday. Bye, guys.